Welcome to the Cheer.fm podcast, Ask Salt Spring Answered. After many Ask Salt Spring events, we sit down in our studio with Gail Baker's guests and review some of the key points discussed. Hi, and welcome to episode 9 of Ask Salt Spring Answered. Damien Inwood sits down with uh, LCC candidate Earl Rook. Okay, I'm here with Earl Rook, who is a candidate in the LCC upcoming elections, and we've just sat through um, a two-hour all-candidates meeting hosted by Ask Salt Spring. Uh, so, Earl, welcome to uh, Cheer.fm, and uh, perhaps you can tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, I come to running in this position after 25 years of government work, um, primarily in finance and administration. So my background is budgeting and accounting, um, project management, facilities management, policy development. And so when the LCC was established, I felt that it was a really good fit for my background, something where I could make a contribution with the skills and knowledge that I already had and a way to give back to the community. Okay, and I think at the uh, today's session, anyway, they I, the candidates were asked uh, what would be your the most interesting uh, section of the LCC's mandate that you would uh, you would be responsible for, and I think you said at that time economic development. Perhaps. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, of the four um, commissions that are being discontinued or have been discontinued, um, I think my interests are most strongly in the area of economic development, sustainable economic development. Um, I see Salt Springs' future as one where of diversified economy is going to be very important, relying not simply on tourism with its seasonal ups and downs or with agriculture, but a, a diverse, truly diverse economy where we can have good paying jobs for people in a green and sustainable way on our island. And that's a, an area well within the purview of the LCC, and that's an area I'd like to work on. Okay, and can you give us some examples of that? Obviously, we know that during the tourist season, you know, the population triples or whatever, and uh, thousands of people come here. And, of course, we all know about the, f the farmers here and, uh, you know, the, f the food process, like farm-to-table kind of thing, and also, you know, that eat local and all that kind of stuff. What, what else would, you, would that be involving? Okay, so other elements of a diversified economy for Salt Spring specifically beyond food production and tourism um, would include the arts. We've been known as an arts community for a very long time. Um, we have some real challenges there, particularly with um, aging out of our artist population. Um, we're having a hard time attracting younger artists, especially those that require studio space because space is at a premium here. And then just for other businesses that either want to establish here or that we might choose to attract here, um, we have a real problem with available commercial and light industrial space where they could actually set up shop. And so we've seen the uh, whole story with Salt Street Spring Coffee, um, the struggles Francis Bread had just to continue functioning as a business on the island. Um, while the LCC doesn't really have zoning authority, that's something that lies with the trust, I think it's an important priority for economic development to ensure that we have as many opportunities as possible and we break down the barriers where we can to clean local businesses, making a go of it here and not being forced off island because there's simply nowhere to do their work. So would you be in favor, say, of setting up uh, a development um where uh, 
artist lofts were available or something like that? Uh, well, there's certainly been talk about that, doing a, an art center, a cultural center somewhere in, in the Ganges area. And while that's not strictly something that the LCC would itself initiate, I think community groups that came together could give us um, some really good proposals for in, leveraging space um, resources where we could actually get a more thriving and vibrant arts economy um, going, especially in the downtown core. Right. Now, liquid waste seems to be top of mind for lots of people <laughs> at the moment. Uh, it's not a very sexy topic, but everybody uh, obviously thinks that there's ways of saving some of the 600000 that we pay every year to ship our liquid waste off Salt Spring. What, what's your uh, view on that as, a, as an economist type of uh, 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 problem, I guess, that we'd have to address? Well, a couple of things about our liquid waste situation. Um, yes, we're currently spending $600,000 a year to truck it off island. Um, as I understand that that was no one's choice or preferred solution, um, but after running into one roadblock after another, that was by default what ended up happening, and um, I don't think anyone's happy with it. I think it ends up being very prominently featured because it's one of our high expenses that's very visible, um, and we don't really understand all of the, the budgetary intricacies of the CRD program deliveries on the island, but that particular liquid waste issue stands out because of the high expense, um, the high visibility, and the fact that there's really no strong support for the status quo. Um, we were all forced into it, and I think we want to make that um, one of our many priorities um, going forward. But we need to recognize that simply saying we're not going to tr truck it off island anymore doesn't immediately save us the money or resolve the problem. Right. The solutions that were rejected in the past some of which had a lot of merit, in my opinion, um, need to be revisited. And even if we implement them, we will not save the entire amount, but we'll certainly have a more rational approach and a more environmentally conscious approach, I think, to handling our, our liquid waste than simply putting it on trucks and sending it off on a ferry. Right. And I, I gather from previous discussions that I've sat in on, it's, it's to do, some of it is to do with CRD regulations, um, that will, doesn't allow certain ways of handling this particular product. Anyway, um, I, n I have a note here in my book that at some point you were talking about changing density on Salt Spring. Um, that's always a hot button issue. Uh, tell me a bit about that. Yes, it's a hot button issue. Um, but when we're speaking about um, our housing problem and particularly our housing problem for working people, um, so we're talking affordable housing, we have a situation on Salt Spring that's evolved over generations with um, large lots, big houses, everything well separated. And so we have a lot of housing on Salt Spring, that, but the mix is really off from what we need on Salt Spring right now. And the kind of housing we need is most economically and environmentally built, established with high density. Um, I think there are countless studies um, and environmental science, where if you're going to have a limited impact, you're going to have a more limited impact if you have high-density housing adjacent to green space than taking that green space up and slicing it into big parcels with freestanding individual homes. It's just not energy efficient. It's not efficient from a standpoint of infra infrastructure provision or transportation. 
Um, and given the situation we have with Ganges, um, it would make a whole lot more sense to have high density but low rise, small footprint facilities so they wouldn't be obtrusive or um, dominate the landscape in any way and yet would provide a fair amount of affordable housing for a lot of people who need to work in the area, putting on transit lines. Um, we still have our basic infrastructure problem, which is water, but if you do have higher density housing, it's much easier to provide water and sewage and all of the other infrastructure needs than if you have distributed scattered housing across the island. Okay, thanks very much for coming in, Earl. And, um yeah, you're listening to Cheer.fm, and my name is Damien Inwood coming to you from our studio in Ganges. Thank you.